Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and join me for another double header of a podcast are Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Very well. Good. And of course, we've got David Wilson all the way from Norway. How's things, David? Yep, going well, thanks. Good. How's your week been? Yep, pretty standard week. Watching football, Champions League, um, bit of work, bit of golf, and uh, autumn has arrived. Yeah, these uh, midweek weeks are very busy, aren't they, in terms of football? We've got a couple of Norway teams, Norwegian teams in action tonight. Yeah, Molde got beaten in uh, Sweden. They were 2 1 up, went down to 10 men. Uh, David Fofana got sent off, and then they lost 3 2 last minute. Goal for you, Gordons. Um, Bode Glimt, yeah, in action right now, currently 0 0. Currently just scored, I believe. Currently just scored, there we go. Live. There we go, right on cue. <laughs> uh, and Greg, how's your week been? Yeah, good. Um, it's a very busy card this weekend. We've got the delights of the international break upon us after this weekend but it's just one of these weekends where the card does look very very good so it's been a lot of studying researching and just trying to whittle down because the shortlist at the moment is a long list <laughs> 30 bets yeah 30 different outcomes so i'm just trying to whittle that down to the best one so been sharing them on the channel um throughout monday tuesday wednesday and a few today and thursday yeah so yeah very excited about the card not been the best of weeks this week but i think it's been quite a tough week for punters overall I think so. Sometimes that's just the way it goes, but yeah, it's a really attractive card this weekend. Even Div's excited about the weekend. <laughs> uh, there is a there is a danger that we may well repeat ourselves based on last week's podcast because there were no games last week, obviously in the UK due to the the passing of the Queen. Um, so some of the, the stats that were going on still remain the same from uh, the last time we recorded. But obviously, different opponents and different fixtures. So apologies in advance if you've heard some of this stuff before. Um, but we'll do our best to get through this week's fixtures. Uh, so in terms of recap, Greg, obviously no UK games played last week. But Norway, David did well again. Yeah, it was a cracking weekend, to be fair. I think this season overall, I don't recall there being very many um, unprofitable weeks back in the Norway I think for me, I had start over 3.5 goals at Hope to Sorrow Blink landed. We had the Norwegian double of Christiansen Volrenga over 2.5 match goals. That was one all, I think, after seven minutes. Uh, we spoke about both teams to score in that match. And we also had Bode Glimt most corners at 4 to 6. So it was an 8 to 5 double. And it was money back on the nighttime game where Haugesund defeated Rosenborg 2 1. Yeah. And all eight matches last weekend finished over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. So well yeah. done if anyone backed that. Yeah, I've been waiting on that one. David, I guess my only disappointment from last weekend was that you only tipped over one and a half brand goals in the first half and not over five and a half brand yeah. goals in the first half. Six and a half time against Grorud. Poor Grorud uh, went to Bergen and uh, found a brand team who were hungry for goals and so sewed up the title sewn up the title and obviously the game. Do you want to share, David, what I sent you in the group chat at half time? What did you send me? I can't even remember. <laughs> well I think you said that you had over one point five brand goals in the first half. Yeah. To which I responded shite bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean honestly, yeah, I did I did see that I fancied them to rack up the goals, but um yeah. Six nil at half time, seven nil at full time and uh Bran, coming back to Elite City next year. 
Yeah, and we've got a few August League and tips lined up before we wrap up on this podcast. So we'll get to those pretty shortly. Greg, we'll get started in Norway, I guess, and then we'll go on to Scotland as we usually do. Um, Molde are now, I think they were 183 or 166 or something like that to win the title. It's pretty much all over now, Bodo Glimp. Well, that 64 we mentioned a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Bodo Glimp beaten last week again, uh, and they obviously, I think you put on the channel, their focus now is probably going to be European football. It kind of has to be. I think they're 10 points behind um, Molde now, but they've got... They're 13, 13 behind now. Yeah. 13 behind now. Yeah. Lee the stream are 10 behind. Ah, so it is, sorry, yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think that gap's going to um, shorten too much. I don't see Moda losing many games between now and the end of the season. I think this is what, match day 23 coming up, is it? Yeah. Yep. So um, not that many games left. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Moda lose any more than one or two games in, in that uh, run. So um, cracking result. Last weekend for for Moda away to year made it a bit tricky at times. Yeah. But there's to be fair, it's no surprise that Boda Glimt lost at Tromso. No. We've been for weeks now how good Tromso have been at home. They've defeated Rosenborg, they've defeated Boda Glimt, and they went three 0 up on Sunday, didn't they? They did, yeah. They played really well in the first half and Boda Glimt had a good ch- had a chance right at the end to, to make it three three, but um yeah, Tromso been very good at home this year. Seven wins at home, zero away from home. So contrasting form, but they sit seventh, eh, having a really good season now. And August Mikkelsen has been the star of the show. I think twenty-one year old, um, just been a really, really good player for Trumps this year. He's one to watch out for in the winter. Pretty much, yeah, it's going to be interesting him. Yeah, we'll come on to the the Tromso game because they're away to Viking this weekend. But Greg, let's start at that Bodo Glimt game. They play Haugesund on Sunday. Yeah, so it's now Bodeglimp 2-0 uh, home to FC Zurich. So good three points for them in their Europa League uh, group stage. But as I said in the channel today, yeah, it's pretty much going to be focusing on European football. But they obviously host a, a Haugus inside who you have to say are in very, very good shape. Five victories in seven for Haugesund. Obviously, a lot of that has been at home. Um, but to beat Rosenborg, who have been in very, very good form over the last two or three months, just shows you how well they've been playing recently, Haugesund. And it's one of those ones I could not believe my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I heard that for a while. Of Haugesund to get three corners. They are five to six to get three corners on sun, on Sunday, which at that line has to be backed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially I mean, when, you, when you look at the volume of corners that Haugesund are, are hitting. Um, I think at the moment, let's look through the date. Yeah, they've hit six, 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 four, five, two, and four in the last six games. So that's each of the last five of the last six, they've hit at least um, four corners. And they've hit three or more corners now in eight of their 11 away matches. I don't think the over 3.5 is a bad shout either. What price is that? 74. Yeah. But to hit three corners, I think, given obviously Boda playing tonight, I think it's a very good bet. I think all things come to the table here. Haugesund playing very, very well. Bora Glimt in European action tonight. And it's a really low corners line. And we, we do love a over 2.5 team corners at that price. We do. And David, I think probably just based on Haugesund's form, six weeks ago they were 14th, I think, the third bottom yeah. of the table, now up to 10th. They could theoretically climb to 7th this weekend. Yeah, 
and they're uh, playing really well, playing some good stuff. Um, another good good performance last week. They actually I thought Rosenberg were really poor, but Haugesund uh, beat them two one and definitely deserved it. Um, for for what I saw, um, they just yeah, I, I saw Haugesund there in the season when they were deep in trouble. Where I think I think it might have been, um, their first points. It wasn't the first points of the season, but they were. I think they were probably second bottom when I saw them at Lerkendal. When I, I said, I thought they looked pretty good. I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll be in trouble this year. Um, and yeah, to be fair, the last sort of seven, eight, nine games, they've just been picking teams off, winning winning quite tight games, but looking good doing it. And um, yeah, I, I really like their midfield. Um, something I enjoy watching. And I think at Boulder this weekend, I think they could definitely uh, make a game of it. Just yeah, one thing to know, David, on Haugesund's away form, they've only lost one away game by more than one goal. Yeah. As you say, quite a lot of their matches, Haugesund, are very, very tight. So the games that they're winning are tight, but the games they're losing, they're only losing by one goal. Yeah. I would be surprised to see that kind of a tight game here yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so all points towards three or more corners for Haugesund, Greg, at five to six. Five to six with bet three six five, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up we'll have a wee look at Rosenborg v Lillstrom. It's third against, sorry, it's fourth against second in the table. Um, at Lerkendal, David, where Rosenborg have got the best home record in the league? Yeah, they've been excellent at home. Um, they've won the last six, um, scoring at least two in all of them. Just just really performed. They're a totally different team at home. They've Picked up uh, 26 points at home and 14 away. They've just, and that's with two extra games away from home as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been really impressive. Just twice this season they've not won, and that was a couple of draws um, at Lerkendal. So, strong team at home. Um, scored plenty of goals, and um, I thought they were a little bit short just from watching them last week. Um, I was really disappointed with them last week. I thought they were a little bit short at, at 10 11 because um, Lee Listrom were really good last week as well. So I prefer to to go down the both teams to score route in this one. I think it's something, um, if you look at Rosenberg's home games, it's only um, one of the last seven that has not been both teams to score, and that was a 3 0 win home to Tromsø. Um, I can obviously I can see Rosenborg scoring. They've only not scored at home one game this year, which was 0-0 against Molde back in uh, back in April. So Lillestrøm coming to town after a really good win last week against um, Sims Godset. They won two one. Or two 0 up in cruising before uh, they lost a goal. But yeah, Lillestrøm away from home. Um, they've scored in. I think it's yeah they've only twice this season they failed to score. Um, once was at Yerv recently, which was a surprise. Another one was at Stenham's Godset. The rest of the games they've scored. Um, they've conceded in every single away game except for Sarpsborg, um, where they won two 0 So I think both teams to score in this one looks really strong, and it's uh, going to be part of a double for me. And uh, I think that's going to be a good game. Just one other thing from that game while I'm on it. Um, Casper Tynes does 2.6 to score any time, which is absolutely... I mean, so he's scored in every game bar one so far. So, yeah, 2.6 any time looks really good price for me. Yeah, definitely becoming a podcast favourite, Greg. No, absolutely. And great find by David. He's mentioned probably the last four or five weeks now. Um, I guess the question is how long can Rosenborg keep a hold of him for? And that's always a shame in the Norwegian League, a bit like the Scottish Leagues, in terms of you get someone that's scoring goals... More often than not, they'll they'll move on to a, a a bigger league, maybe not a better league, but a bigger league. 
Give him a chance. He's only been there five weeks. Yeah, that's what it's like, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a, a both teams to score there, and that's doubling it up with another game, Greg. Uh, David. Yeah, and it's um, it's a game with Tromsø, who were so good last week, and they visit Viking, who surprised surprises last week. They what they won at Hamcam. Um, Quite a late, quite a late goal. They won 2-1. Um, probably not undeserved, to be fair. They actually played pretty well. It's probably their best performance for, yeah, three months. Um, yeah, a much needed win. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this weekend um, they welcome Tromsø. Tromsø, as I talked about, their away forms pretty rotten. Um, not won a game all season. But there's only been three games where they failed to score away from home. Um, Rosenborg was one of them. The first game of the season at Odd, and the last one was at, at Volerenga. Um, Viking are, yeah, not having trouble scoring at home themselves. Only once they failed to score was a 0 0 draw, but, but they've been conceding, they've conceded and scored in each of their last five home games. So both teams to score, and this one looks really strong for me. I think um, both teams prefer to play on the front foot, and um, I think Tromsø, with nothing to play for as well, can let loose a little bit away from home. So both teams scored in this one. Uh, both teams have scored in Rosenborg leader Strom and that double pace two point six and uh, both games on Sunday. I like the look of that. Two point six. Yeah, actually I thought you might be quite keen on Viking to win this one, just given Tromso's really, really poor away record. I don't think there's a I don't think there's anyone got such a stark difference between their home form and their away form as Tromso have. No, yeah, you're right. Seven wins at home, uh, three draws, and then away from home, six draws and five defeats. No I'm wins. guessing David, they have the furthest to travel of any of the sides in the league. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they have to fly for every single game, bar none. Um, their closest trip is, is Boulder, which is about a thousand kilometres away. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely um, something in there, isn't there? Cause let's be honest, who, who wants to be sitting on the plane for an hour and a half, an hour, then yeah, three yeah. airports and that sort of stuff? Can't be ideal. Yeah, it'll be hotels every, every, like the night before. So, yeah. Um, it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, and also, Greg, I was quite keen on discussing the corner markets. Yes, here. excellent work. Yeah, just, I mean, we've got Viking, who I don't know if they're top of the corner count at home, but 8.3 corners at home on average. Tromso away just 3.73, which, if it's not bottom of that particular table, then it's quite near the bottom. Yeah, Tromso's away form in terms of corners. I think Viking are 1 to 2 to win the corners match bet. Yeah. And the corners match bet is a is a market that we've moved to quite a lot, I would say, over the last couple of weeks, and probably over the, over the last month or so. We had Boreglint last weekend at a really good four to six. I think the one to two is a great price for Viking to win the corner count. When you look at Tromso's away form, they have hit two five two two three and three. Don't hit many corners away from home at all. They've got the lowest corner count in the league, especially away from home. I think it's a tricky game to work out in the fact that Tromso have been so good, but as you say, all the good work's done at home. But I, I do think the, the Viking to win the corner count at 1-2 is a very strong shout. Yeah, I think there's a couple of angles. That one on the match bet at 1-2, I was quite keen on, even on seven corners, it uh, was 65, which is below Viking's average at home, which I thought might have been quite a decent shout. Um, and David, you've got them also in a, a corner match double. Yeah, I've got Viking in the corner match bet double. As Greg said, just... Tromsø's numbers away from home, shocking. Viking's numbers at home, excellent. Just basically on, on the corner match bet at home, Viking have only lost the match bet once all season, um, which was 5-6. They lost to Hamcam. They've had one 6-6 six, six draw with Bode Gleam to part from that. They've won every other corner match bet. So 
just stacks up really well. Um, I'm doubling up with um, Sarpsborg on the corner match bet. They are at home to Yerv this week. And um, yeah, again, similar with Tromsø, Yerv away from home. Just, just concede absolutely huge numbers of corners. I'll just run through the season quickly. 6-6, 14-9, 10-7, 10-6, 11-9. Uh, conceded they have lost every single corner match bet bar one uh, which they won 7-6 um, at Volleringa back in um, back in April so they've lost consecutive yeah eight in a row corner match bets and Sarpsborg at home uh, pretty pretty good they've lost um, they've lost a three corner match bets in the season but um, yeah they've won they've won um, five or six of the last seven Six of the last eight, seven of the last nine, um, and yeah, I think they'll dominate this game against Yerv. They obviously picked up that important win against Hamcam a couple of weeks ago and uh, followed up with a really good performance at all the soon, the 3-1 win. I quite fancied them as well, but they were a really good price as well over at all the soon. Um, so yeah, Sarsberg have picked up and I fancy them to take the game to Yerv. So the corner match bit double pays even money with Sarsberg and Viking, and yeah, I think that looks like a really solid even money bet. Nice. Yeah, and the uh, Sarpsborg, as you say, with those couple of wins, really lifting themselves to a bit of safety, aren't they? Yeah, I, I did see it. I thought Sarpsborg had enough quality. Obviously, they're not out of it yet. They're only three points ahead of Sandefjord, but Olesund are dropping like a stone. Olesund have won um, two games. Uh, two games since, I think it's... Yeah, let me just have a quick look. Two games since the twenty fifth of May. So the yeah. year on the twenty fifth of May, and since then they've won two games, and both of them have been against them. Scotset. Um, so yeah, they are dropping like a stone, and they are in big trouble. Them and Sandefjord are the two that I would really, really worry about right now. Yeah, I think that battle down the bottom of the table is going to end up a bit more interesting than we're going to see at the top of the table. Yeah, and Christiansen, if they can just pick up some wins, which is possible, obviously, last week. Um, they picked up a huge win at home to Volleringa again, and that is three home wins on the bounce. Uh, they've not lost in four now, and they are they are coming. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's a corner match bet double for you, David, and that's at uh, that's Sarpsborg to win more corners than Yerv and Viking to win more corners than Tromso. Yep. Okay, Doc. Uh, I think that's all the tips that we've got, and I'd like to see. But before we wrap up, let's have a wee quick chat through some of the other games very quickly, David. Odd via Hamcam, odd are starting to put a wee tidier on the results together, almost kind of under the radar a wee bit. Um, 21-20 on Saturday against Hamcam. Yeah, it uh, looks like a decent enough price. Uh, as you say, good result last week at Sandefjord, beat you yeah, the week before that. Um, unbeaten in four. Yeah, because Hamcam struggling a little bit on the road. They've not been not been great on the road. Uh, they've only lost they've only lost three, but they've drawn six, which would probably put me off back in odd just on that draw front. But yeah, odd, odd should win that and if they do yeah pretty much well lifts them up to sixth which is incredible given yeah. the inconsistency they've shown this season yep greg christiansund away to christiansund foreign team in europe we back them every week on the podcast and i swear every week they deliver for us i think once the season's finished i'll need to go back through the PNL on the stats for Norway and Christian Sund will have delivered us a pretty impressive haul and profit for the season so far. Last weekend, 12 corners. 
just unbelievable. Tremendous. This is a side, bottom of the league, well, at that point, bottom of the league, played a very good Volaringa side, and to smash 12 corners past them is unbelievable. Um, but as David said, three wins in the row now for, for, for Christensen, albeit all at home. But it's, what, 10 points in the last 12. I wrote them off a couple of weeks ago, saying they were still too far behind. I'll take that back. And they are very much in with a shout of catching Sandyfjord, who are six points ahead of them for that playoff relegation spot. There's a long way to go. Still a lot of points to be played for. I think it might be too much of an ask to... to well, I've seen that. Hamcam are only a point ahead of Sandyfjord, so they're going to have to keep picking up points and hope that Hamcam and Sandyfjord start continuing to, to slide down the table. But just in terms of this match itself... Corners does stand out. Obviously, we speak about Christiansen every single week. Their corner stats are just incredible. I think that's now 11 of their 12 away games to fit four or more. Um, and looking through their stats for the rest, the rest of the season, four plus and 11 from 11 away, five plus and 10 from 11, and seven plus and seven from 11. So hitting some really cracking numbers. Storm's God set hitting some good numbers too. So there's definitely a corners angle here. Uh, Christian Sunder five to six to hit five corners on Sunday, which I don't think is the worst of shouts. And they're two to five to hit four. So that two to five to hit four is very appealing. And I'll probably have a lot of think about this today and tomorrow in terms of what that's doubled up with. But there's definitely an angle here on the Storms God set Christian Sun game for corners. Okay. Uh- David Sandy Fjord, 91 to win away at Volarenga, who are 1 to 4. I kind of feel Volarenga are a bit short at 1 to 4, but you just yeah. can't make a case for Sandy Fjord, can you? No, not at all. I think, yeah, I, I do think Volarenga are a bit short. They're not they're not as good as, like, I think Boulder Greenton and Mulder would be 1.25 mm-hmm. yeah. to Sandy Fjord. But yeah, I think um, Volarenga will win that. Sandy Fjord are really struggling. But Sandy Fjord have done their best work on the road uh, this season. So, yeah, it could be, it could be interesting. Mohamed Ofkir, who missed last week for Sandefjord, he's massive for them. He's one of the, he's been one of the players of the season in Norway this year. He's back this week. Uh, I think he was he was ill, but I think he was kind of maybe pushing for a move to Turkey, which didn't happen. And, yeah, he's back this week, and he's so important for them. They could they could cause Wallerang some trouble on the break. The question okay. is, how many corners will Sandefjord concede away from home? <laughs> they have conceded 9.36 corners a game away from home. This season, yes, some numbers, unbelievable numbers. They've conceded double figures in six of the eleven away games, and I think their last four games have been twenty-three corners, eight-five loss, thirteen corners, a six-seven loss, thirteen corners, a seven-six win, and thirteen corners, a six-seven loss. So, got to fancy Volaringa here to rack up some corners. But to be fair to Sandy Fjord, they are hitting some pretty good numbers too. That's six or more in each of the last four. So, definitely a corners angle to be had here too. I think. Hey, last but not least, David, we've got Molda v Olesund, which is the Sunday evening game. Uh, it just kind of looks like a procession to the title now for Molda. Yeah, and, and with that disappointing result tonight in Europe, they need to win at Shamrock next week. Um, I think, um, and maybe it's not next week, maybe it's the week after with the European the international yeah. games. But yeah, I think Molda... Yeah, I don't see them dropping any points against all of us. They've got so much potential to rotate and, and bring in quality. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think they'll be far too good. And, and like the only surprise is they're not as short as Volaringa. Uh, yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, I don't don't see there's many angles in that mode at one to three to win. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, you could maybe have a look at half-time, full-time. I didn't, I didn't look at it myself. But yeah, to score in both halves, they're 45. Similar price for uh, half-time, full-time. Yeah, I think both of those look like decent prices, given what I think the game will go like. Yeah, and I suppose the only note of caution is the it'll be quite a taxing game for them tonight in Sweden. Yeah, it is only a couple hour flight home, so may not be may not be too bad, and they've got till Sunday night. So yeah, it may have been a taxing game with ten men for a while, but as a, yeah, they've got so much potential to rotate. I just don't see it being an issue. Okay, we'll move on to Oberstligen. Um, Greg, the uh, looking at my list, the other off the Christmas card list again, having been back on it last week in Oberstligen. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, to, to be fair, we only had one bet last weekend. True, true. Oberstligen, and that was start this over three point five match goals, and that finished three one. So very much back on the Christmas card list. But having looked through this weekend's fixtures. Nothing really standing out for me at the moment. David might have something else, but a start away to Ralfos, maybe 10 to 11. I know start do a lot of their good work at home. Interesting by Sanez at 10 to 1 at home to Bran. Now, David, <laughs> surely the Bran players have been out partying all week. <laughs> surely. <laughs> I don't know. They've got that unbeaten uh, unbeaten record potential on the goal. They could break some records in terms of goals scored and points in the League and that Bode Gleams set back in 2017. The are right in the mix for automatic promotion. They're two points off Stabek. So yeah, they're, it's, a they're, massive it's a massive, massive game for them. For Bran, it's all about points and records and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. You'd be a brave man to back against Brand, given how well they've been this season. I just think it's a very interesting price for a side who need the points against a side who've won the league and yeah, uh, on Monday. Yeah, could be an angle to have a look at. Uh, David, you do have a double for us and both feature teams at the top of the league versus teams at the bottom of the league. Yeah, it's just on Sunday. Um, it's a couple of games on Sunday and... I like the look of the team in second place. Stabak away at Grorud. Grorud, obviously, we've talked about them a lot this year. Um, 10 points um, in 24 games, one win, which they got a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, Stabak, um, they second, sit in second place, beat Ralfos at home last week, pretty comfortable 2-0 uh, win. They are pushing for that automatic promotion spot and with Grorud pretty much relegated. Um, I just can't see anything other than Stabak going to Grorud and getting getting the win. Um, I'm going to double that. They're, they're quite short. They're 1-3, to three, um, but understandably so. But uh, yeah, Grorud, who lost 7-0 at Brand last week, will be a bit shell-shocked, I think. And I'm going to double it with KFUM, who are at home to Brina. Um, Brina have... Picked up to be fair to them, they've done really well recently. Um, they're unbeaten in five, um, which has lifted them up to 13th place. But pretty much, I wouldn't say 100% safe, but looking safe, seven points ahead of that uh, relegation playoff spot with Shade. I can see them just maybe dropping off a little bit. And KFUM, who lost at Kongsfinger last week, will be keen to keen to get back to winning ways. And to be fair, their home form this year. It's um, been pretty solid. They've won six of their 12 games, lost, uh, drawn three. And recently, um, recently their home form has uh, been really good. They've won three in a row, beating Sandnes, Frederick, Stadham, Ewan Dallin. So three pretty tough games. They've won them all. And yeah, I can see them winning. 
I thought their price at 1.57 was pretty good at home to Brina, um, even though Brina's form is not bad. The double pays 2.09, um, and yeah, I'll let a look at that for a Sunday, Sunday double. Okay, anything else in Oberstligen, Greg? Yeah, so I said last weekend that they just make up it as they go along <laughs> in the Oberstligen, and they've done exactly that again this weekend. We've got fixtures on Saturday. Uh, I think we've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games kicking off a Saturday afternoon, two games Sunday, and no Monday matches. So, disappointing not to have any Monday games in Norway this week. Very disappointing. All the international call-ups from the Oberst League. In the <laughs> <laughs> what, from Grorud? That's what it is. Okay, we'll, yeah. recap, we'll recap all those Norwegian bets when we get to the end of the podcast, so make sure you are listening to get the pen and paper out and jot those down uh, we're going to move on to Scotland very quickly uh, we've got a full card in Scotland this weekend after all matches were postponed last weekend so as I say we've maybe covered some of these stats they still remain the same from uh, last week's podcast Greg we'll start at Hibernian v Aberdeen on Saturday uh, on paper potentially two evenly matched teams but I think the jury's still out A on Lee Johnson and B on Hibs in general uh, Aberdeen can you hear your thoughts on what you've made of their start to the season? Only two defeats, one to Celtic, the other one was a disappointing 3-2 reverse against Motherwell. They did a wee bit of a scare against Annan in the Cup, but generally I think Aberdeen have started the season pretty well. Yeah, I think Jim Goodwin will be pretty chuffed to beat this stage of the season, sitting in third place, got a really lovely League Cup um, quarter-final tie at home to Partick Thistle. You'd fully expect them to win that at home. I'm really disappointed last weekend's game was called off for the fact yeah. that I thought they would have given Rangers a really good game last weekend. And I'm pretty sure they would have got four corners as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 12 to 5 are we to Hibs? Yeah, big Very price. surprised to see Hibs at 5 to 4. Now, we all know the golden rule. You can't back Hibs on so at home. <laughs> Can you back them at 5 <laughs> to 4? <laughs> um, they, I think they beat Kilmarnock 1-0 last time out against. 10 men, I think, for the majority of that second first half, to be fair. I think Ash Taylor got sent off for Kilmarnock. But 12 to 5 is a very decent price for Aberdeen. And as I said, Jim Goodman will be pretty chuffed with their sitting. They want to be third come May. They're thinking third at the moment. They may take advantage of Hearts' Europa Conference League exploits, as Mm -hmm. I said at the start of the season. Still think that 9 to 2 we got on Aberdeen to finish third still looks a very, very good shout. Obviously, at the moment it does, because they're sitting in the third. Long, long way to go. But for me, corners-wise, obviously Hibs have been the Christiansund of the... <laughs> well, not as good as Christiansund, obviously, but pretty good for us so far this season on the corners front. Hitting some pretty good numbers, Hibs, obviously. Sitting first, actually, in the corners league. Yep. 8.67 per game. Aberdeen, though, hitting some pretty good numbers too. So I think so far Hibs have hit 9, 7, 14, 5, 10 and 7 in their games. Uh, I think 10 over 9.5 corners in five of those six games. And Aberdeen have hit 5, 5, 8 and 13 in their last four. So hitting pretty pretty decent numbers to be fair. And we're getting 5 to 6 on over 10.5 match corners here. Not much value in both sides to get four. Did have a look at that. It's only 7 to 10. But I do think there's probably an element here to, to side with corners in this match. Yeah, David, I think that 12-5 looks big on Aberdeen. We've discussed Hibernian kind of in-depth uh, 
across the, the season so far. Been a bit fortunate to pick up some very, very late points. I just think the 12-5 just looks like quite a big price. Yeah, it does. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have shocked me if I'd looked at this and the prices were similar, sort of. Yeah. 75-75. Um, but yeah, I was a bit surprised to see Aberdeen so high considering what they've done so far. I thought, although Hibs have not been free scoring yet, I thought the goal line looked pretty high as well, with 5-4 to four for over two and a half goals. Um, Aberdeen have been scoring plenty of goals so far this season. Um, 13-4 in their six games and seven against. Hibs have not been as free scoring, but I think it's probably a matter of time before they maybe start finding the net a bit more. So yeah, that was my thought in that game was the, the goal line looked pretty pretty tasty because the, yeah. line is, the Asian goal line set at um, two, two and a half as well. So I have to stick back if there's only a couple of goals um, for just under even money, 1.975. I thought that looked pretty good as well. Yeah, it's a very good spot, I think. I think any time you're getting better than even money uh, in some of these Premiership games, it's worth a shout. Um, okay, uh, next up we've got Livingston v Kilmarnock. And I think last week Greg was said Livingston just <laughs> doing Livingston things, you know, a renegade run a fixtures where they didn't win and then they go and pull out a 1-0 win against Hearts. Yeah, it was a cracking result for them. They have started the season fairly well, sitting in nine points, seven points better off than bottom place Dungeon United. So I think they can be really pleased so far with how the season's panned out. They obviously opened the campaign probably a bit unlucky to lose in the way they did to Rangers in that first game of the season. But yeah, they keep picking up points. This is a really tough game to call. Certainly could not be back in Livy evens in this no. match. I think that's ridiculous. There's so little between the the bottom six, bottom eight sides in this league that straight away, Kelly become value at 3-1. <laughs> I'd probably have these sides priced roughly the same. I must admit. So 3-1 for Kamalik is quite interesting. But for me in this match, you have to look at the cards angle. Kamalik are the hatchet men of the Premiership this season so far. 21 yellow cards and one red. And not far behind them is Livingston, who have had 17 yellow cards and two reds. Plenty of candidates in both teams. I think looking at Kamalik, they have hit two or more cards now in all six games. So two, six, four, six, two, and five, hitting some pretty big numbers. As are Livingston, who have hit three or more in five of their six games. They fit three, three, one, three, six, and four. And again, both sides have got plenty of candidates for a booking here. So taking a bit of inspiration from Sir David Weatherston, and I think the six to five on both teams to get two cards is very appealing. Yep, and David, I know that you already had that in your notes this week. Yeah, I did. I have it in my notes as well. I thought um, it looked looked like a decent price. I saw who the I also saw who the hatchet men of the league were. Kilmarnock uh, and yeah, Greg came on and mentioned he was going for it as well. So uh, just just checked who the referee was, and it's Grant Irvin. Uh, I don't know anything about him, so yeah, I can't help. But I'm sure he'll dish out a couple of cards each. Yeah, he might be the only spanner on the works because he only handed out two cards in his only other Premiership game this season. But uh, yeah, we keep the faith that Kilmarnock will continue to kick people, as will Livingston. Uh, and I'll result in two <laughs> cards each. Uh, what price is that, Greg? Six to five. 
Nice one. Okay, next up we've got Rangers v Dundee United. Rangers well documented three defeats in a row, conceded eleven, scored nil, and they really need a good win here. Uh, although things were a wee bit more, I think the mood was a wee bit more positive after uh, the Napoli game, despite the fact that they lost three 0 They've got a tough run of fixtures coming up. They've got a Liverpool double header, and their next Premiership game is away to Hearts, Greg. So this is a game where they really need to put in a performance as much as you know get. A, a scoreline and pick up the three points. Yeah, you'd have to say a home tie, a home match against Dundee United probably suits. I think they've done actually really well so far at home Rangers this season against the sides who you'd expect them to, to beat quite comfortably. I think they've beaten St Johnston, Ross County, they've won 4-0, 4-0, 3-0 and 2-0 in their home games so far, Rangers. So I think this should be a routine home win to nil probably, one of your favourite ones. To, to nil in this match, but it's a no bet for me. Rangers one to eight, uh, Dungeon United eighteen to one. Um, probably should be a little bit bigger, but yeah, I think there's so much on this weekend. This is a match best left alone. Yeah, David, I, I guess you're probably the same thinking. It's really hard to find an angle here. That one to nil is forty six. <laughs> yeah, that's that's even a bit of a short. Rangers haven't been as uh, tight. Um, at the back this season no. and yeah I, I think goalkeeping's a big problem this year I think McGregor's maybe had a year too much and McLaughlin is just not good enough as a back, as a first choice goalie for a club like Rangers so yeah I would, I would stay away from that and yeah I can see Rangers winning this one comfortably as well yeah okay but I know bet as far as we're concerned uh, Greg you I presume will be going to uh, McDermott Park on Saturday for a visit of Ross County I will be, yes. Fresh after a, a fine 3-0 victory over St Mirren in our last match <laughs> uh, two weeks ago. Just thought I'd throw that back out there again. <laughs> we scored three goals in the one match. <laughs> and you're unbeaten for two weeks, of course, now as well. Yes, indeed. Form <laughs> side at the moment. 5-4 uh, to four for St Johnston, which I think is not the worst of prices. Ross County 12-5. to five. Um, Ross County, still don't know what to make of them. They obviously got a really good point against Aberdeen last time out in the 95th minute. Not sure what to expect from them this next this Saturday. I, th- I think it'll be a tight game. These are the sort of games, though, that I've already called out that St Johnson have to get points from if they are to remain away from those kind of bottom two or three places. Heavily tipped this season St Johnson to finish bottom. Yep. And as I said before, that probably suits us quite fine, to be honest with you. Uh, St Mirren 3-0, I would love another St Johnson win here. I don't think the five to four is the worst price. We do look more of a goal threat. So again, David's highlighted the Asian line for goals. I'm, I'm saying that as we speak, and I'm just going to check that right now. The Asian line, yeah, it should be yeah, 30, thirty to ten over two point five goals in this match. Yeah. So you're getting actually above evens for over two and two and a half. So again, half your state back if there's two goals. Um, the Asian line on over two is seven, is seven to ten. So full state back if there's two goals. Mm-hmm. Not going with a goals angle in this match, though. I think, again, cards is something to look at. Uh, plenty of cards in St Johnston's game so far. They're right up there with Kilmarnock in terms of bookings. I think they've hit five, three, two, five, four, and two. So they've hit two cards in every match this season, as have Ross County, um, bar one. So probably no bet for me, but I do think the... Both teams to get two cards, a bit like the Livingston Kilmarnock game, isn't the worst of shouts, and 6-5 to five for that one. Yep, your referee is Matthew McDermott, uh, and he 
dished out five cards on his Premiership game earlier in the season. So, yeah. Well done, that man. Yeah, we like him. We like him a lot already. <laughs> um, okay, we'll move on to St Mirren v Celtic on Sunday. And David, I guess it probably speaks volumes for how far Celtic have come that they, they left Poland um, on Wednesday night, disappointed with just taking a point from Champions League, uh, a Champions League game against Shakhtar away from home. Yeah, I, I watched the game and I, I, I thought they were outstanding. I thought um, they just created chance after chance and just failed to put it away. Um, the, yeah, I'm, I, I did tweet out that I thought they'd be extremely frustrated with that. And um, it does show you how far they've come, but also those are the ones you need to win. You need to win yeah. that. If you want to finish second in the group, you need to win that and, and put them away. But yeah, they're still in a position where they, they need, obviously they need to beat Leipzig at least once. Um, over the two games, but yeah. yeah, if they can play like that again, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I can see them causing Leipzig trouble as well as uh, Shakhtar again when they come to Celtic. So, from the delights of the Champions League, they visit uh, Paisley on Sunday, uh, play St Mirren in the lunchtime kickoff. Uh, and I think Dev messaged the, the WhatsApp group earlier today to mention Celtic will get a barrel of the goals. Uh, sorry, corners might well be goals as well, but certainly corners <laughs> at the weekend, Greg. Yeah, and obviously the start game is really well. Celtic, they got a corner in the first minute against uh, Shakhtar on wet on two. What do you say, Wednesday last night? Yes. I think they got <laughs> um, two, two again, didn't they? Two again, yeah, they got two against Real Madrid the previous week. Yeah, they obviously are hitting some pretty impressive numbers. I think they are four to five to hit four first half corners on Sunday again. I think for me though, plenty of opportunities this weekend, and this is. Probably a game you could probably just sit out. Yeah. Okay. Just four to five, four to five to get a corner in the first ten minutes as well. Celtic. Yeah, probably have some of that, haven't you, Greg? Yeah. You have to. It's a great market. It really is the old ten minute market. Big fan yeah. of that. And that's at bet three six five. Anyone else doing that? Do you know? I don't think so. No. I think they yeah. obviously offer it on, on the bet builder. Bet three six five. Yeah, nice one to get involved in. Okay, as we are recording here, Alan Forrest has just scored a second for Hearts away from home, so it looks like a brilliant three points for them in Europe, and it's a much-needed win for them, Greg. Uh, they play Motherwell on Sunday. Massive, absolutely massive. I think people think I've been banging the Robbie Nielsen must go drum. Uh, that's not the case at all. I think I was just calling out, had they lost tonight, there'd be a bit of pressure on Robbie Nielsen. It's not been a great month. They've lost quite a few games now. They've lost in Europe three matches. They've lost to Com- against Comarnock at home. They've lost at Livingston. And they've got a tough match away to, to Motherwell on Sunday. So, fair play to Hearts. No easy games in Europe, but to go to a Riga side who held Fiorentina one all in Italy last week, yeah. that's a cracking result. Really, really yeah. is. That will give everyone at Hearts a boost. And they can go into that match on Sunday with a bit of confidence now. 13-8 to for Hearts to win this match. I don't think that's the worst of prices now, must admit. Had Hearts lost tonight, then there'd be no way you could be backing Hearts on Sunday. I still think for me, though, it's a no-bet match. I think Motherwell done pretty well, I'd say, under the new manager, Hamill, but yeah. it's a difficult match to call. Motherwell 31-20, to Hearts 13-8. to Best left alone. David, does that win for Hearts change your thinking on Sunday's game? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I think it will give them a boost, but I still think we have uh, what has probably been a tough match out in Riga on Thursday night and a flight home to contend with, something they're not really used to. 
um, as well, and Liam Boyce out for the season as well, so they can't uh, rotate their options up front. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game as well. Uh, interesting to see if Hearts can rotate, whether they've got mm-hmm. the depth to do that, or if they just manage, if they just go with the same eleven. Um, yeah. But yeah, ma- massive win for them. They absolutely needed it, and hopefully, hopefully they kick on um, yeah. in Europe, especially. And yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to see. Okay, so another match best left alone in the Premiership. Uh, into the Championship, we've got another five games. Uh, we're going to have a look at Dundee v Inverness, David. Dundee have scored nine in their three games at home. have actually been pretty decent at home. Inverness, kind of hard to know what to make of Inverness. They've won two, drawn two and lost two. But you quite fancy Dundee to keep up their, their goal-scoring record at Dens? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, as you say, the home form's good. Um, in terms of goal scoring, they have lost one, but yeah, they've won the last two. And I think um, at home to Inverness, who tend to they're quite quite a scrappy team. Inverness, they don't score a lot of goals, they don't concede too many goals. But I think uh, just Dundee at home, when you can get even money on Dundee to score a couple of goals, which they've done against Park Thistle, Abroath, and Queens Park so far this season, three what you would say are probably tougher home games. Uh, they scored two, four and three. So, yeah, to score uh, another two this weekend against Inverness is even money. And I, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and Greg, you've also put your eye on goals, but uh, Partick Thistle, who are going pretty well, I think it's four wins in a row for them so far. Yeah, first team in their history. Fantastic for from Partick Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment, I thought you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in really good shape, Thistle, at the moment. Uh, four wins in the spin. They've scored two or more goals now in five of their six games in great shape against a Cove side who you have to worry about for. Four points from 18 for Cove. They've lost two or more goals now in four of their last five. I don't think it's been a great start for Jim McIntyre up there. Cove historically don't travel that well. And I just think they are playing a really informed Thistle side who are only 8-11 to to win the match now, but we managed to get 10-11 to on Thistle to score two or more goals. And yeah. that's something I've done in all but one game. So, yeah, it's a straight part of Thistle for 1.5 match goals at 10 to 11. What I really like about this one is, is that Thistle have only kept one clean sheet and also that Cove have scored in five of their six games. So if Thistle are to win the game, there's a fair chance they're going to have to score two to do so. Yeah, and that's the, that's the um, fascination about backing teams to win or score two. Yeah. As you know, I, I do try and rather pick a team to score two rather than, than to win. And that's a prime example here. It's a good, yeah. good spot. Yeah. OK. Uh, also in the Championship, we've got... Well, Wraith Rovers are still top of the table. They're a point clear of Thistle. Uh, they travel... Sorry, not Wraith Rovers. Air United, who play Wraith Rovers uh, on Saturday. Uh, and it's top of the table against the bottom. David, any angle on this one for you? Air United are 8-5 to five to get the win. Yeah, it looks a really good price given given the form. Obviously, I've not seen them this year to know what, how they're playing, but from all accounts, they're playing some good stuff and they're scoring, scoring plenty of goals as well. So I think, um, yeah, I think going into this game they'll be full of confidence, obviously, and it, it looks a good price on on paper, but um, yeah, but as the yeah, championship, <laughs> yeah, as the championship and Wraith at home. As well, like they've been green at Martin at home, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's tough to tough to back here, even though their form's so good. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, moving into League One, Dunfermline are top. They are two points clear of SC Edinburgh. Uh, at the bottom of the table, Greg, we spoke <laughs> about Peter Head. They look as if they're doomed already. Uh, they host Kelty Hearts on Saturday. Yeah, Peter Head, I think we've got a lot to thank them for this season. I think we highlighted them even before the season started that they were probably going to be in pretty bad shape this season. That's the way it's turned out to be for lots of different reasons, but ultimately they have shipped two or more goals now in all 10 matches. So you're not going to win many games if you're shipping two goals a match. And that's very much the position that they're in at the moment. Uh, one point from 18, a minus 14 goal difference. Yeah. So every team that have played Peterhead so far have scored two goals. This match is their nearest rivals in terms of points in the league. They play second bottom Kilty Hearts at home, who I have to say came into this off the back of a really good win against Falkirk last time out yeah. two weeks ago. A really good win, a bit of an unexpected result given how Kilty have started the season. But I said in the channel on Monday, as long as we're getting evens or above on size to score two or more goals against Peterhead, yeah. you can't Take go it. back. Yeah. It's, it's been a bit of a goal mine this season, to be fair. And they were 11 to 10 to score two goals, Kelty Hearts, and more than happy to take that one. Yeah, and I think I think there's more to come from this Kelty Hearts side. I mean, they've obviously had a poor start to the season, but that win over Falkirk promised uh, a wee bit more uh, from them further ahead into the season. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was a good bet. He pointed out the fact that Peter Head have conceded two or more in all their six games. They also conceded two or more in their four League Cup games, so it's now. 10 games this season where they've conceded two or more in each game so yeah if you're getting anything above even money or even slightly short of even money I still think it's worth taking on against Peterhead Yeah can't be sitting here at quarter to five on Saturday and it's 2-0 guilty hearts and you've not backed it yeah. that would be madness <laughs> One that kind of caught my eye a wee bit was Airdrie at home to Clyde the Airdrie are relatively short just over 1-2 to two. Airdrie got absolutely horsed by FC Edinburgh last time uh, they, they played 6-0 and I just kind of think Airdrie are, are a pretty decent side now. I would expect to get some kind of reaction out of the team this weekend against a Clyde side who have lost their last three, David. Yeah, I mean, you would fancy Airdrie at home. Um, you fancy Airdrie at home against quite a lot of teams in this league. And as you say, Clyde coming off a poor run. Um, nearly one to two on Airdrie is obviously very short. Um, but yeah, it's probably one you'd stick in your acca. Is that something you've come up with in your career where you've been absolutely hammered one week and then, you know, you've got that response out of you and your teammates the, the next game? Put those Sweet. hammerings to the back of my mind. I can't honestly <laughs> remember getting hammered. <laughs> Sorry, it was, uh, a, it was a poor question. It was in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I played for teams at the top half of the league, so it didn't happen that often. But, um, yeah, I don't. it is something that you, if it happens once... Um, you can get you can get over it if it starts to become regular. Then you've got you've got a problem. Yeah, indeed. Okay, anything else in League One before we move on? I think the match between Aloha and Montrose is quite interesting. Aloha joint top goal scorers in the league, uh, a decent run of form at the moment. Montrose will be missing Rory McAllister, who was sent off at Peterhead. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> last time out. So it's eight to eleven this match over two point five goals. And I don't think that's the worst of shouts in this league. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Uh, last but not least, we'll have a wee look at League Two. We've got a couple of a couple of angles in here. Dumbarton, an incredible start for them. Six wins, 
makes eight points clear at the top of the table already, and they host Bonnera Groves, who are next in the table. Dumbarton's still a very inviting price at 19 to 20, David, to win this one. Yeah, I have to say, I do like the look of it. They have looked like the best team in the league so far this year. Got, uh, got a really good result at East Fife a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's six wins in a row to start the season, which is unbelievable for them. Um, Bonnerig Rose started the season really well. I think a lot of people thought, well, here comes another team up from the Lowland League to, to dominate League Two. Got a couple of wins. But since then, they've only... Only managed one win in the last four. Um, a couple of draws at Stranraer and um, uh, sorry, a draw at Stranraer and a couple of poor defeats against Albion Rovers and Elgin. I think Dumbarton here look. I mean, nineteen to twenty just looks. I was very surprised when I saw them that that high. So yeah, I think it just looks like a nailed on single uh, for me. So I'm happy to take it on. I know um, I could I could go down the goal shoot as well. Which is um, similar priced. Um, it's uh, ten to eleven. So, yeah, you could you could take take one of the other. I quite like them both. Yeah, Greg. I think this looks like a kind of value bet. I think we'd probably expect Dumbarton to be maybe eight to thirteen, eight to eleven kind of price based on the start that they've made to the season. You'd have to think so. Six wins at a six, eighteen points. They could essentially go what eleven points clear here, depending yeah. on how other results go. And eleven points clear, and we're not even into October yet. Is, is some feat that probably surpasses anything that's happened previously with some of the bigger clubs from the lower league coming up. Yeah, yeah. I see bigger clubs, the clubs have been bankrolled. So teams like your Kelty Hearts, uh, Queens Park had obviously a great season two seasons ago as well. But the even money in the Barton at the start of the week was really really impressive price, and I don't think it'll be that price come Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you also quite like the look of goals in another game potentially. Yeah, I think it's quite an interesting card. Before we go on to the Stenhouse-Muir-Elgin match, just to let everyone know that Skybet were offering total goals markets in their specials on League One and League Two in Scotland in the last round of games, so two weeks ago. Uh, League One was 15-plus goals at evens, and I think League Two was similar, uh, even money mark for 15 goals. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's something to consider, especially yeah. League One too. Lots and lots of goals in these leagues. So I'll share that in the channel if market has become available. But just in terms of this match, it's a match that I will be sharing on the channel. But again, it's going to be a goals-related bet between Stenhouse Muir and Elgin. Both sides seeing lots of goals uh, for and against. And interestingly, uh, commentators curse. <laughs> 34 of the last 35 meetings between these two sides have seen at least two goals. The one that didn't finish 1-0. So there hasn't been a 0-0 in 35 meetings and there's only been one match that's seen less than one goal. Quickly searches the 0-0 price. <laughs> 12 to 1. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, okay, good stuff. Uh, anything else in League 2 briefly before we move on? Um, Stranraer for goals as well. They've been very impressive for goals um, this season. 2-2-2-2-3-2-2-0-1-3-1. So plenty of goals in their games. And that's probably another possible uh, over 2.5 you could look at too. Yeah, I do like Stranraer at home. I think they were would probably have um, given them back in the game last weekend to that game going ahead. Yeah, so, no, it's really disappointing. Yeah. like last weekend's card. It would have been a full yeah, house. Yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> uh, Okie doke. I think that's us covered everything. Can you guys just give us a wee recap of your bet? Start with yourself, Greg. So starting in Norway, we've got Haugesund travelling to Bode Glimt and we're backing Haugesund over 2.5 team corners at 5-6. to six. 
We'll also be sharing on the channel um, a couple of other Norwegian bets on the rest of the games we've spoken about. Uh, Strom's Godset at home to Christian Sund and Volarenga at home to Sandefjord. Moving into Scotland, um, quite a few bets on the channel so far, but in terms of the podcast, we've got Partick Thistle at home to Cove, and we're backing Partick Thistle over 1.5 team goals at 10 to 11. And we've got Kelty Hearts travelling to Peterhead, and we're backing Kelty Hearts over 1.5 team goals at 11 to 10. And one bet so far from the Scottish Premiership, and that is Livingston versus Kilmarnock, and both sides over 1.5 cards each. So both teams to get two cards. And finally, quite a few bets from Italy and France this weekend. Um, again, they've both been shared. All, that, all three bets have been shared on the channel. Good stuff. Okay, and David? Yep, yeah, uh, starting Norway. Um, all my bets were on Sunday this week in Norway. Uh, first of all, both teams have scored double in the rosenborg Lillestrom game and Viking versus Tromsø and the double pays 2.6. Um, on corner match bet double and that is Sarpsborg to beat Tromsø and Sorry, Viking to beat Tromsø and Sarpsborg to beat Yerv and the double pays even money. Um, on to Oberstliga, Stabak and KFUM Oslo both to win at double pays 2.09. Uh, into Scotland also I was I was big on the Kelly and Levy two plus cards each double same as Greg um, that's 2.2 um, and into Championship Dundee to score two or more goals against um, Inverness that was even money and into League 2 Dumbarton straight win against Bonnery Rose and that is 1.95 Good stuff Okay don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84 Greg where you can also find details of how to join his private channel uh, and you can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 and don't forget to check out his blog at davidweathersonfootball.com And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. Thank you. Good luck.